Hello humans, hello humans. Tuesday, March 7th. I think it's full moon. 8.01 a.m. Got to move early today. I've got to stop and do um, medical crap. When you get old, there's a lot of that shit. So we've had a um, uh, interesting week here. Got my vehicle fixed. Turned out to be bad diesel. Uh, water in the fuel. Uh, that set the software off. And we've um, gotten the oven in. <laughs> I was able to put that in. That was no big deal. It was like, eh, an hour or so moving slow. So it wasn't a big problem. Uh, all of the other stuff that's been... Uh, crapping out on us here, uh, the the vehicle aside, uh, the stuff at the house appears to have been affected by our um, uh, solar burst, the recent solar burst. Now the oven was old, you know, it's five years old. They they're only designed to last five years, but it died at the electronics. Uh, so you know, it wasn't like a heating element or anything. And the other stuff that's dying is dying at the electronics. This is interesting for us because we have um, no obstructions between us and the west and so we get a full blast of anything coming off of the sun and it might be, you know, it just might be that there was a bit of wonkiness relative to uh, solar flux and stuff. Anyway, so heading into town, gonna do shopping, uh, gotta pick up uh, supplies and go and do other stuff. What the hell? Oh, okay. Um, just a, a strange truck heading up this way. Um, anyway, so uh, this past week we I had a major breakthrough with the uh, Chat GPT AI in my working on the uh, tensor math that describes the universe such that we could build and navigate a um, a UFO, a magnetically driven UFO. And so the tensors are uh, constructed. Uh, I think they're complete. Uh, they keep checking out, so I don't get any errors when I do actual math with them. And so uh, it may be that indeed these tensors are accurate uh, or more accurate to uh, describing the universe or the materium uh, than general relativity or special relativity, right? Or quantum mechanics. And so I'm calling this uh, ether mechanics because it's a way of describing the ether and how it all works. Uh, there's been some relatively interesting things. Um, so using these tensors, we can get uh, ever so much more efficiency out of uh, electricity. And we can use these tensors to create uh, magnetic fields that are uh, complex enough to keep <coughs> electromagnetic fields from going through them. And so the idea would be that we would uh, create this um, uh, thin sandwich of metal uh, that would be um, basically we to do it what we would do is to put all these uh, metals into a, a state where they were gaseous and uh, allow the gases to self-separate given certain um, uh, magnetic and electrical properties that would influence them as they were put down on a uh, plastic uh, substrate 
and then this this sheet of uh, material. So it'd be plastic, maybe it'd be a quarter of an inch thick or something, I don't know. And um, on top of that would be a, a very, very, very thin layer of uh, metals that would be uh, metals and, and silicon dioxide uh, that would be laid down in alternating layers by the process of um, the condensate out of the gas in the in this whole thing, right? And so you would end up with a, uh, I call it a sponge, but it's actually so thin that it would look like a foil uh, to, um, to humans. And then this um, foil material would prevent, uh, because it would generate its own electromagnetic uh, fields, very complex fields, or, or magnetic fields, not electromagnetics, but they would generate the magnetic field in the presence of electricity, just by the fact that that electrical uh, pulse uh, was there, that electrical uh, field was there, would induce in these, uh, in this sheet of material, would induce a very complex magnetic field, such that in the process of reacting to the uh, EMF, this uh, sheet of material would suppress the EMF uh, and would not allow it to flow through the material. So you could put a sheet of this stuff on top of the Tesla battery and go sit in there, uh, you know, bare-ass naked with your balls right on the battery, and you're not going to get any uh, EMF out of it, right? So it's got all kinds of applications uh, rel relative to shielding. Uh, uh, so you could even shield, uh, like, computer chips and stuff, right? Maybe it would be possible to do it. At some point, we probably will get it to where it's possible to shield individual wires such that you could have a connection on a on a circuit board that was shielded from the other connection, so there wouldn't be any of this um, uh, crosstalk potential from uh, stray bits of electromagnetic, electromagnetic field being in, inductive in other parts of the circuitry. So it's it very, very interesting, very um, uh, uh, potential um, use there in um, all kinds of chip-based and uh, electromagnetic-based um, Industries, uh, you know, so like Tesla car could use it. The probably even the um, SpaceX and the um, and the Starlink satellites could use it, right? Uh, it prevents stray gamma rays or you know cosmic rays, that kind of stuff, from monkeying with your chips in space, and you wouldn't have a lot of weight associated with shielding them. That's that's a big deal. Right now, to shield a Tesla battery effectively, you'd probably need uh, a total of maybe about inch and a half or two inches of material that would be uh, alternating layers of like lead, steel, aluminum, and probably wood or plastic um, in order to provide a uh, physical shield to the um, electromagnetic uh, field that's created by that battery when it's just sitting there, but also when it's engaged. Now, I think batteries are stupid. I think batteries are not sustainable, but if we're going to make them, might as well make them hyper-efficient. And then this um, uh, this tensor math that I've been dealing with, the ether mechanics, it shows a way to make electricity itself, the transport of electricity through um, media, which need not necessarily be wires, uh, that much more efficient. So we've got a way of, um, as a result of the tensors, there's a way of looking at electricity and electromagnetic fields. Um, where you could say, uh, how would, so it'd be like, instead of laying down a, or instead of 
cutting a big ditch, you could cut a little tiny narrow channel that was of a specific shape and depth, and it would conduct far more electricity than the, uh, in this case, our analogy of water, than the ditch that you had dug. And so it's just a way of being very much more efficient with the flow part of electricity, with the actual movement uh, in reality. And uh, other things here, and the reason we can do this is this tensor that's called the complex magnetic field tensor. And this tensor also allows us to know... Uh, so, all right, so there's this, this uh, quantum uncertainty thing, right, which is horseshit. And the quantum uncertainty says that if you use the quantum mechanics math, you can know where an electron is but at any given time, but at that same time, you may not know its momentum or its rate of spin. And so, uh, so this is kind of a bogus concept, right? It only exists as a flaw in quantum mechanics. In, the, in using the complex um, magnetic field tensor with the other tensors that I've got here, including the time function pulse tensor, and the um, uh, regular ones, Dirac, uh, Lorenzo, etc., their tensors for electromagnetic uh, activity, you do know both the uh, position and the momentum simultaneously uh, because of the uh, understanding that the complex magnetic tensor provides you. I won't get into it. Most people don't give a shit. Uh, it's very fascinating. It may indeed be the actual key to a unified field theory. We'll have to see. That would be something that would be... Um, I mean, I could declare it a unified field theory because it unifies the electromagnetic, the magnetic, and the gravitational fields. Um, but, uh, as I say, this is something that someone else would have to label it and say, oh yeah, this is indeed... You know, because I, I don't know the physics that well. Maybe I'm just re-describing stuff that's been done before. But it doesn't have all the flaws of the string theory, um, you know, so it's actually like kind of working out. Uh, and I'm using AI to do a lot of the math and stuff, so you got to watch out for it because the AI is really dumb when it does its arithmetic. But uh, leaving that aside, the actual formula, uh, the formulary process appears to be solid. It's, it's got self-referential self integrity checks. Uh, throughout it, and we're doing good so far. So anyway, that's that's. I'm still working on that. It'll be a while. I'm trying to get the attention of um, uh, the people in the deep holes uh, that work on the reverse engineering space alien uh, uh, craft that we've supposedly got, because this shit probably would help them in their understanding of what the hell they're looking at. So, now, all that aside... Um, also this week, I, I put out the, uh, I think I found a key, okay, so in social engineering, um, uh, there's certain <coughs> mental things that go on, and I wanted to find a key that would allow me to attack uh, some of the social engineering coming from the Kazarian Mafia in a very uh, slap it down, put it down, knock it down so hard it can't get up way. And so I didn't want to debate people or any of this. I wanted to just supply a mechanism where uh, if enough people piled on, socially we could 
uh, change the dynamic just because of this particular language and reference. And I think I found it. Okay, and basically it is Munchausen's by proxy exhibited as a group is a particular category of disease. This disease is called um, uh, factitious disease imposed on another. <coughs> and basically it's where a caregiver or someone in authority convinces somebody else, uh, uses psychological tricks to do it, but they convince someone else to be ill. And then that illness uh, reflects on them as the brave caregiver. They, they come and they help the ill person who's not really ill. It's a factitious. There are no facts involved. You can't find any facts that says that, you know, um, so, so they had to make up. So COVID was a giant factitious disease imposed on another here on the whole global uh, uh, of humanity. Now, the discovery of this is very interesting because this is the only technique that the Kazarian Mafia uses. And so they've used it on the Jews and the disease was anti-Semitism applied to everybody else, thus making the Jews the way they are as an insular people and as um, uh, an us against them kind of framework which protects the Kazarians who are huddling in the middle of the Jews and pretending to be Jews themselves. And so the Khazarians use that on the Jewish population. <coughs> they use it on all of the planet for COVID. Um, the Khazarians, uh, so there were seven um, uh, Jewish uh, Khazarian guys that put Mao Zedong in power, that created the CCP in China in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, and took over the country. And, um, and so all of the CCP is 100% directed by the Khazarians. It's, you know, there's factional fighting and all that kind of stuff in there and so on. But, and the CCP does not allow that they are controlled by the Khazarians, but basically they are. So in other words, they don't admit it, right? Uh, they think they're their own critters. Anyway, though, uh, the Khazarians used um, FDIA, you know, fact, uh, factitious disease imposed on another, on the whole of the Chinese society. And uh, Mao Zedong was a master of it. And in, in 1965, he was uh, about ready to be moved out of power, and he brought forth a diseased, um, a, a disease that he implanted in the minds of the young people of China about this cultural reform. So it was no longer going to be an economic revolution. That that's what brought them into power. Um, and brought communism into power in China. Now it was going to be a cultural revolution that they were going to have to undo the four olds that they had inherited. You know, the old ancient culture. So what they do? They ran around and they destroyed statues. Um, they basically did all of the BLM shit. They had all kinds of racial stuff going on um, within China because there's 140 different um, um, racial subgroups in the Chinese population. And so uh, this is going on. Mao uses the FDIA. He can, gets control of China, and he lasts another 10 years. They've refined it since then. And when they exported it, they exported it here with the tools that they needed to take over the United States and the Western liberal republics. And so this is a Khazarian mafia uh, and the CCP together doing all of this. And so what they did was to set up CRT... And so they set up racial and sexual slash gender uh, points of division for the social order 
that they may divide and conquer. And so they've conquered all of the people that, that are in the uh, Communist uh, Democratic Party. And they've conquered all the people that are supporting trans. Now, my thing here is that um, it is now feasible and possible to go to, uh, say you went to a meeting and there was a um, uh, an official. Could be a local official, could be a local county guy, uh, it could be a, a state official, it could be a federal official. And they're getting up there and they're mouthing words that are in support of trans. Now in my state here, they're trying to implement a law where any trans kid, you know, two years old or however, could make their way here to Washington State and get their dick chopped off and their parents would never know about it and the state here is going to pay for everything. This is part of the communist takeover of Washington State. And so when these people get up on the uh, on the stage and they start talking about these new laws and stuff that they want to propose, that's when the, the audience and the people that are opposing them need, in my opinion, to stand up and say, wait a second, you need to see a psychiatrist. You are exhibiting signs of a classified disease. You are exhibiting, you have been tainted, and then just go into it. Explained it's a mind control disease, that, that its code, its ICD-10 code is F68.10. It's quite uh, extensive, and you can even, you know, pre-research it, print out some of the literature and so on, and say that this is factual. It is factual that this disease exists, that it exists in groups, that it corrupts the powerful, and that, hey, by the way, powerful guys, bear in mind, you can be charged with child endangerment, you can be charged with uh, child abuse, and that, that, in my case, I used AI to suss out some of the details, even the AI says that should this FDIA um, disease get into a person with power, you got real problems. And so you would, in my case, I, here in this state, I would just simply point out to all the people in the audience, this person is mentally ill. And you don't have to debate the trans or any of that. You don't have to say trans don't exist. You, you have to say that trans is a victim. The people that think that they are trans are the victims of FDIA. So they're the people that have had the disease imposed upon them by these other individuals. But these other individuals are also sick. And so you need not get into uh, calling them criminals or get into any of that, all of which is factual, right? But you need not get down into that level of activity with them. All you have to do is say that basically, I'm not going to listen to you until you had a psychiatric check to make sure that you're not putting out this FDIA stuff, to make sure you're not out there with this social disease. And so this is basically um, a socially transmitted disease. So they have an STD. The STD is FDIA, which is uh, the factional disease imposed on another. And if you go read about it, I wrote a um, thing on my substack uh, about Zelensky and a G-string. Okay, that was just the title, clickbait, um, and went into it a bit. Uh, we can get into it in great detail because there's so much involved here. Uh, you know, the social engineering, the fact that it's deliberate, the fact that the WEFs are, are, are weaponizing it. So you can even use that term. This is weaponized FDIA if you wanted to bring in the uh, Kazarian Mafia and get into some of the deep woo on all of this, as opposed to just dealing with it as a factual point uh, in a meeting or something, right, in a public meeting. Um, but basically what we have to do is we have to 
to, to derail this whole thing, all you have to do is stand up there and repeatedly say that these people are mentally ill and we need a psychiatrist here, or a psychologist, to examine these people. Um, and there's even tests for the FDIA. Um, and that then we can determine if, in fact, they're operating a, as a... Um, out of their own personal integrity, or are they operating out of this diseased state? And that's going to throw everything into a big tizzy, right? Because this is not you making up some disease, right? Um, this is a, a factual disease. It's been studied and studied and studied. The Weffers put it in there. The Weffers understand all this, and they categorized it. And it's, and it's in detail because the psychiatrists had to study all of this shit in order to be able to weaponize it. So it's in all of the books. And it's a psychological tool that, you know, the DOD knows about and so on. And so we'll, um, uh, we'll get into that. Undoubtedly, people will start taking this approach and attacking the trans stuff as a disease, not of the individuals that are, are attempting to transition, that think themselves uh, captivated by dysphoria, uh, and this alternate identity shit, uh, but rather the disease of the people that are supporting them. And it, and it like chops them all off at the knees, right? You can easily go to the trans person and say, I feel for you. I'm sorry you're in this state. You're a true victim. Uh, you are a victim of a socially transmitted disease, FDIA, and you need help. But you can recover. Even the people that have FDIA can recover. So um, we can treat it as a, a medical condition, and then that shifts the dynamic in a way that eliminates a lot of the um, uh, argument, a lot of the, the not going to go anywhere, my position is my position, your position is your position, and never the twain shall meet kind of stuff, right? Because you're not arguing over whether or not this guy thinks he's trans. You're not arguing over whether or not trans exists or whether or not um, it's, it's a viable social alternative or had history or whether there's trans kids or any of that. There are trans kids, but they're trans kids because they're victims of FDIA, because they're victim of a caregiver that wants them to be trans in order to do all this uh, hyper um, uh, virtue signaling, which is basically what they get out of it, okay, is they get to be the, the virtuous heroes. Uh, the caregivers that, you know, are, are uh, subtly and um, uh, psychologically forcing the kid to be a trans. And so the kid's a true victim, right? They truly are trans, but trans is not what they think it is. Trans is the statement of being a victim of somebody that is pumping out the FDIA. And that FDIA can, in fact, involve people of power. And if it's in their interest that this should happen in order to get more power. Well, hey, there you go. AI says this is very, very, very dangerous and these people should be uh, locked up for a long time with a lot of psychiatrists looking at them. Um, so I thought that was relatively interesting. Hopefully it'll gain some traction and we can um, uh, get people out there uh, talking about uh, a factitious disease imposed on another as the mechanism underlying all of the trans and the social engineering being imposed by the WEF and the CCP. And we actually know now that they've found, uh, that they're admitting they've found 59 secret CCP police centers here in the United States. 
And I don't know how secret they are, okay? So I think the Biden administration knows they're there and they're facilitating it. So yet more treason, right? Um, but it doesn't matter. We now know that there's 59 uh, Chinese uh, communist uh, police centers here so that they can control dissidents and Chinese people here in the United States. Uh, now they're going to also start trying to control non-Chinese people. Um, uh, so one of the one of these places here in Washington State had a uh, one of these secret uh, CCP places had some kind of an incident when the uh, the CCP that work out of this this um, place, which is up near um, the Asian District in Seattle, it's not right in it, but it's just a couple of blocks over, and they were hauling a, a young Asian woman into the building, and this. Um, uh, I guess big uh, uh, white guy was walking by and saw the woman and she was struggling and screaming and he just saw two tough looking Chinese guys that were hauling her into this building and he decided to intervene and so he uh, there was a scuffle or something and he roughed up these two guys and they um, and the woman escaped okay and so the shock to him was that uh, when the when the Seattle police came, they were all over his case and not the two guys trying to abduct the woman. And they just let the two guys that were abducting the woman go back into their building and didn't say shit. And so this guy got all upset. There was, you know, some level of uh, rancor and, and uh, discussions and stuff on the street. Eventually, the Seattle police let him go. They didn't detain him or anything, um, uh, even though he beat the shit out of these two guys uh, talking to him. Uh, you know, I, I talked to a fellow that was having a conversation with him, and I and he cc'd me on some of the email. And this guy had a um, had a uh, you know he's big, he's like six foot four, and he was just like smashing these guys into building and stuff to get him to let go of the girl or the woman. And um, she was uh, like middle aged, I think. Anyway, um, so they let him go, but we now know where this one building is. And you know, it's nondescript. There's nothing there to say that it's full of CCP uh, police or anything, but it is. And so there, there's 59 of these centers here in the United States. Uh, probably our military knows where they are. And, you know, they can go ask the Biden administration and probably get their addresses, phone numbers, and all of that. So it should be fairly easy to round them up once things um, start coming back under control. But that's how bad it is. You know, imagine what the, the Chinese would do if the FBI started sending up detention centers in, the, um, in China to deal with all the expats, right? Anyway, so, uh, as I say, a big week. We had uh, repairs to stuff, uh, got some stuff done, had a big accomplishment with the um, uh, unified uh, ether mechanics, uh, unified field theory, and, uh, and had made some real progress in that, both with the complex magnetic field and the materials properties. Now, that's something else about the AI. In order to do this, to get this material, get this level of work out of, chat GPT I'm fighting constantly on its uh, wokeness okay it's always trying to support by these many 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 statements and so sometimes there will be 10 lines uh, it has two lines of an answer and then 10 lines of caution statements telling me that the stuff I'm investigating is not supported by mainstream isn't recognized by academia is not really um, uh, uh, you know, could it be accepted and, and this kind of thing, right? And so you're constantly fighting its inherent limitations trying to support the 
the whole uh, social orders uh, wackiness of the moment. So it's trying to support woke. Uh, so as an instance, if you go on in there and ask chat GPT um, directly, is uh, trans, you know, what about trans? It's not going to pop up and say FDIA. It's going to pop up with all this woke shit about how these poor trans kids are trapped in these bodies and need help to get out from the social order. And then you have to keep repeatedly asking it. And then, but the, really the way to get it to do it is to start asking it, you know, um, questions that lead to where you want to go without jumping right through the barrier that the woke people have put on all kinds of information. So I can do decent work with chat uh, GPT, but in order to get the tensors uh, adequately described by it, I had to go through 78 pages of input. So I had to do 78 pages of input to get it to accept this information, create a new model that did not have any of the pollution stuck in by woke or by the mainstream academic uh, understanding that they call quantum mechanics. Let's see what time? Okay, so I got time here. Um, got to go and uh, head up to the hospital, so it's a different route this time. I get blood drawn every couple of months because uh, of a of a diagnosis of a thick blood disease doesn't really uh, hemochromatosis doesn't really affect me uh, I'm not even sure that I actually have it those things are those kinds of diagnoses are um, uh, things of the moment they don't really necessarily reflect a long-term pattern unless you have the same uh, level of stuff uh, you know month after month after month but there's also the, the other side of this is that for old people there is a longevity factor for uh, giving blood. Supposedly you get, in a sense, you can think of it as getting rid of some of your old blood and forcing the body to create new, nice, you know, sparkly, shiny blood. And so, uh, so it does have a, um, a positive effect, uh, you know, in a very general sense here on, um, on this, but also statistically, it seems to have a uh, life-extending effect. Anyway, so uh, going to continue on with the tensors. They're mainly created. Uh, there's a couple of more minor ones I want to do. We can use this. Um, so the complex uh, magnetic field tensor. Uh, which describes uh, activity within magnetic fields, how it happens, and so on and so forth, um, is what allows us to find the position and the spin and the momentum of, say, um, an electron or whatever, right? The time um, tensor uh, allows us to locate, uh, to know what the EPN, the ever-present now, is in... Uh, in any part of universe and to tie that and use that as our um, location peg. So, so basically, uh, we don't locate ourselves in the materium by virtue of, uh, you know, north, south, east, west, up, down, any of that kind of stuff. We locate ourselves by a reference to a specific time uh, point that is ubiquitous throughout all of the materium at that instant, the ever-present now. And we find this by looking at um, 
another EPN. This EPN is called the electromagnetic pulse of the nucleus. And so all the nucleus of all the atoms have this particular electronic pulse. We can use that to find the ever-present now that's out there in the material. And then we use that as our peg, as our anchor for where we are and when we are. And then we use the uh, complex magnetic field tensor to uh, pick a magnetic um, line that we want to, to, to move on. And then we use that magnetic line to sort of propel us. It doesn't really, but anyway. Uh, so you can actually move your UFO that way. But these, these tensors are, are applicable in many other ways. So the complex magnetic field tensor can be used to design better electronics, uh, you know, faster um, electricity flow, less line loss, and blah, blah, blah. And so there, there's a couple of other tensors in there that uh, allow all this to go. And um, hopefully I'll be able to get uh, some cooperation out of some people that have resources in the way of... Um, people in factory and fabrication and stuff, and we can get into building some of this shit. Uh, but what's really hobbling me at the moment is the fact that, that chat GPT is, as an AI, it's a very good, you know, like, uh, assistant, if you know how to work it, a lot of fucking recursion to get through the woke stuff. So I would like to work with a non-hobbled AI. And there's a couple of them out there. Um, trying to contact these German guys that have got a pretty good one. It would, and it, you know, the language you operate in is, is negligible in its impact on the actual work because these things translate for you. So, you know, you can do it in multiple languages and really wouldn't matter. But anyway, though, so uh, we'll see. Um, looks like, okay, there we go. Um, so I'll see if we can get into building these floaty RVs uh, because this this um, complex magnetic uh, field tensor allows us to to um, explore the interaction in in ether mechanics of where um, magnetism shades over and becomes gravity, and even even the tensor tells us that this is a shading action; it's not a sharp division. So. Um, going to be a fun time, I think. All kinds of traffic here. Okay, so I'm going to sign off with this one. I'll make another one later on. I'm going to be many hours doing this shit. And uh, we'll okay. Um, get into it a bit later.